You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. I'm excited to introduce today's guest. He has been a partner of mine in syndications for almost 14 years. Many of you know him. Many of you have invested with us, uh, starting back in Oregon, then some deals in California, then in Nevada, Florida, Montana. Uh, so many exciting projects. I'm Kathy Fetke. Welcome to The Real Well Show. Fred Bates has been a developer for over 40 years. And he, he basically either re-entitles land or he builds homes and whichever is going to give the bigger profit. And he's been working with me for many reasons uh, over the past 14 years because we're good at selling homes, we're good at market research, and we've got a huge network that wants to be a part of deals like this. So today, Fred is going to tell us what he sees in today's market what kind of opportunities are out there. And he's got two really good deals that he's bringing to the table that we are going to partner with him on that I'm really excited to share with you. So Fred, welcome back to The Real Well Show. Thank you. So we have been working together for, uh, gosh, almost 14 years now. I met you in 2009. And of that's course, great. that's when real estate, uh, at least residential for sure, was getting hammered was probably the worst part of that real estate downturn or the best part if you're on the buying side. Um, and you had a, a similar experience on the commercial side where, as I recall, you were walking into Bank of America and seeing boxes of foreclosed everything. That's right. And of course, that, it was around that time, of course, that we ended up acquiring our project up in Portland, Oregon. Um, but it was also at that time I was working with Bank of America down in Florida and was looking to try to buy just about anything that might be coming back to the bank. And of course, eventually we were able to buy um, that the Cannon Ranch uh, commercial property. Yeah, and that one did really well. And and then I did another project at Cannon Ranch that we're still in. And those investors, I think, are going to gonna do really well. That's the Murata. If anybody wants to look that up, it's the largest Crystal Lagoon in the U.S. We uh, re-entitled it from golf course to uh, to a lagoon. It's very very cool. They're still selling homes there, but we're just selling lots. It was forty two hundred lots there. But um, so when I met you in two thousand nine, uh, it was a listener of the Real Well Show who introduced me to you and said this guy's been in um, you know been a developer for decades and was in retirement and had to come out of retirement because there were just too many deals that to, to, to be had in 2000. Well, opportunities for sure. Yeah, yeah, so many. But and of course, in Oregon, as you know, we bought that condo project. Um, it was taken back by the bank during the hard times. A developer um, couldn't make the payments. Both he went under and then the bank went under and the FDIC had it and they offered it out for bid. We went ahead and we submitted, I think it was three and a half million dollar bid on that property. Three or well, three I don't million. know what you bid, but we ended up. No, with, no. Yeah. If it was three, then it was three. But I know the developer had about 10, 11 million dollars into it and the bank was 12 or 13 million dollars into it. So there was 20 some million dollars worth of property sitting on the ground. We bought it for three million dollars. Now, yes, it was a bad market. Um, we went in and we finished off the property, finished off the buildings. 
Um, I think that was another seven and a half, eight million dollars. And uh, we sold it sold out for about 15 million in gross sales. So it turned into a very nice project at a time when hardly anybody was doing business. Yeah, and it was my first syndication. I did not even know what that was at the time. And a lot of our listeners, (laughs) they didn't know either. You had done it before, so you kind of guided me through it. And of course, we had an attorney in San Francisco who specialized in it. Uh, For those of you who find good deals and want to raise investor funds, there are very strict rules about it, rules I didn't know about back then. I sent out an email and said, oh my gosh, we've got a great deal. Who wants to participate? And uh, later, I found out, no, 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 you need a PPM, you need an operating agreement, you need to file with the SEC when you take investor money. Um, it's 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 no longer a real estate deal, it's a security. So lots of le- lessons learned back then. Um, and since then, you and I have, boy, I think we've done eight or nine deals together about. At least that, yes. Yeah. And uh, they've all ranged from, you know, gosh, I think the Dublin one was over a 30% IRR to investors. Uh, we've You've never lost any of our investors' money. And always the projects have have come back with with great returns. Um, Dublin, uh, Dublin, of course, was another opportunity. We were still in a lulling market when we went in and acquired, uh, acquired the uh, old office building that People were having, they were having a tough time leasing it, so they wanted to sell it. We were able to buy it, um, get it rezoned for single-family detached, and turn around and bulk sell to uh, Pulte Homes. Yeah, that. let's see, you tied it up. That was a very cool project and one that's a little bit similar to one that you've just brought to me recently, where you were able to do a purchase sale agreement, but a two-year close with an, an option for another year. Uh, right. It was $10 million purchase price, but all we had to come up with was about one I don't know, one million, and all I, I had to. We put, I, I think, it was uh, about a million three or something in investor money, yeah. um, and that was for the option payment and uh, the entitlement work that we did on it. And then we turned around and we sold it for someplace um, about twenty million. Twenty million dollars, and yeah. of course, um, out of that twenty million, we paid for the land, and then we're able to give great returns back to our investors. So I want you I want you all to hear this again because this was a phenomenal deal and and that's one of the things I love about you Fred is you're so creative. Uh we only we tie, you tied up the property for a 10 million dollar purchase price. It was an old office building. We we're going to tear down and re-entitle. We weren't building, just re-entitling the land to residential and selling those lots to a builder. It's it's there's great risk in building in California and you didn't want to do that. So we just re-entitled it. $10 million, all we had to raise was a million three, sold it within that about two to three year time frame for double for, for 20 million. So you take out of that 20 million, pay off the 10 million, and that was a $10 million profit, incredible return to investors. You have just recently brought me a deal that's sort of similar in the sense that we we're going to actually build homes in Oregon. Uh, but we don't have to purchase the land and we don't have to come up with the horizontal construction risk, which is putting in the roads and and the utilities and so forth. Uh, we don't we don't have to take on that ten million dollar risk. we We only pay for the the lot once somebody buys the house. That's right. In this particular case, we've optioned one hundred and fifty seven lots. Um, we are buying the lots for $60,000 a lot. The finishing costs on these lots, which are um, 
the smallest one is a half acre on undulating land, forested land overlooking um, Klamath Lake, um, would cost us about ninety to ninety-five thousand. So we're buying them for less than we could finish them. So typically, this would be almost paper lot cost. And that is on developed lots. These lots have water, sewer, everything to the property. Um, we don't pay for these lots until just before we close escrow to a third party buyer. So we're going to go in, build over their property, and then put it on the market, sell it. And that's when we close with the landowner. We have a five-year option on that property. And uh, um we should be able to build all those houses easily within that five-year period and sell them out. And because we're not taking, we're not having to raise that $10 million to acquire the land and get the roads in and the utilities and the sewer and all that, uh, you're returning capital fairly quickly on this, I think by year 2025 is projected. That's right. And actually in about six months, we'll start returning from the time we start building homes um, it takes us six months to do our model complex and get our first homes ready for closing, and we will start closing. So about six months after we complete the raise, we will turn around and start distributing cash back to our investors. Uh, that will be a return of capital. Um, we can do this in this particular project because typically, as you know, we raise a smaller amount than it needs to do the entire project, and we just keep rolling it forward. In this project, since we're not buying the land outright and having to buy a second phase and having to go in and do road streets, curbs, gutters, and so on, from the day of the first sale, we will be having profits, which we will turn around and give back to our investors as a return of capital. And as we move through it, a preferred return, then final profit share. So this is very low risk project. And that's that's nice because in some projects we've taken the profits and reinvested it into the project and that can create income without actually paying the capital back to investors, which creates this phantom income tax. And and investors don't like to get taxed when they haven't received the the profit themselves. It comes at the end. So I, I believe we're avoiding that in this scenario. In this case, that's true. Yeah. So that's a big benefit. Um, now, I haven't done a very many deals with you in the past few years, and I, I'm guessing that's because you weren't finding things. I mean, it's, it was just such a crazy hot market, um, and pri land prices were so high, and there was, of course, the COVID risk and the, the shutdown, the site shutdowns and the uh, difficulty in getting supplies and materials and so forth, but why this project? Why are you kind of coming out of the woodwork again? And and what made you want to do this? Well, there's a number of projects that I've been working on over the last five or six years. It's just that everybody wants too much money. As you know, that's why we're not building in California. You pay a premium for property. You pay market rate plus. And that's because there's a lot of public builders there and they just bid the property up. They're not interested in really making money. They're interested in producing widgets. Um if their stock values are all based on the volume of sales. Yes, they like to make money, but it's truly about the widget. Um, whereas we don't make money unless we make a profit because early dollars go back to our investors. Second dollars go back to their preferred return. We're back end oriented. So we always try to get a good deal on properties. Um, we just haven't been available. I've done due diligence on probably a dozen properties since the last deal. And uh, only now are some of these deals starting to come to fruition. 
Um, this one I've been working on for probably about a year. Um, we've got another one that we're going to be talking to you about shortly that we've been working on for almost five years. And uh, only now do the people start to think that maybe it might be a good time to sell. Wow. Yeah. And I, I know that you're real picky about the projects that that you select. I mean, how many would you say that you reject compared to the ones that you accept? Well, I mean, in, in truth, we probably do closer to one in 10. Now, a lot of them get tossed out early on in the due diligence, but a lot of them we spend a lot of money on. I mean, doing geotechnical studies, uh, soil studies, the aerial reconnaissance, um, uh, market analysis, and so on, before finally we feel that it just doesn't make the cut. In this particular deal, this was a deal that um, the city of uh, Klamath Falls um, wanted us to come up there. They had seen our project in Reno, Argos, uh, Bait Stringer, Reno, the Argos and Quest project, and they thought we would be a good addition to their city. They, uh, as I told you before, the the uh, Air Force up there is adding the F-35 or the F um, to their fleet. Right now, they, they instruct Top Gun pilots in the F-15. They're going to be um, instructing them in the F-35. And they're going to increase the base size by about 300 people. And they need more housing. Um, there's housing up there, but it's typically not a good product. Um, so we're going to be coming in with a, a nice product. Um, these people, the Air Force, will have competition because we've got tons of people from California going to Oregon looking for something nice. And uh, for the first time in Climate Falls, they'll be able to buy a finished house. Typically, they would have to buy a lot, find a contractor, do plans, build a house, and so on and so forth. Um, we'll be doing our typical development where we'll be building a minimum of three houses a month and um, having a product to sell. These are beautiful, beautiful lots overlooking a lake. Uh, I, I imagine there'll be people from California who just want to live near a lake and, and Oregon who would be buyers as well. Exactly. No, it'll be, I, I think it's a home run. Yeah. And again, this is for investors looking for a passive investment. This is not a cash flow deal like our Texas fund where we're just buying homes, fixing them up and renting them for monthly cash flow. This is uh, a passive invested for a passive investment for accredited investors only. The preferred return is 12.5%, I believe, on that 12 one. 12.5% preferred return. Um, the, the nice part about this, again, is that you start getting your capital back about six months after um, we start the project. And you get back capital every month um, and then move to preferred return and then finally profits. Yeah, so I'm excited about this one. I'm ex excited to, uh, you know, hopefully get a tour up there before it gets too cold. <laughs> At your leisure, whenever you want to go up. Okay, okay, good. And then we've got some other exciting projects, uh, but they're not out yet, so I can't talk about it. But again, this is accredited investors only, which means that you either earn $200,000 as an individual or $300,000 as a couple. This is SEC law, not, not my rules. Or you have a million-dollar net worth, excluding your your primary residence, or you are licensed um, through the SEC as a, there's, there's different licenses that would qualify you. And you can find out more about that at realwealth.com. Just click on the invest tab and you'll see funds and syndications. And then it'll say current projects, click there. It'll, it'll take you to my syndication site, which is grow developments and uh, you will find it there. 
Uh, if you have any questions, of course, just reach out to Kathy at Real Wealth and I'd be happy to go over it with you. I think it's a a really great opportunity at a time when it's hard to know what to in, invest in today and and people want to be conservative and you should want to be conservative. Can you just explain again how you see this project as conservative when there is development risk? Well, Kathy, we're raising about $10 million and we're going out and we're starting 18 homes day one and uh, we're, we'll pour four 18 foundations. We'll be finishing three homes a month. We're also doing four models. So all of their money is basically sitting on the ground and we'll be selling this out. Even in a bad market, we sell houses. It would just mean it might go a little bit slower, but we will be selling them. We will be making full margin on them and uh, it won't take long for us to have all of our money out along with their profit. Yeah, if if as long as we don't see another <laughs> pandemic that shuts everything down. But even then, hey, we saw what happened to housing at that time. Well, I mean, if if you go back, the pandemic hurt us. Uh, I'm going to I'll take our biggest project up in Bozeman, Montana, and the pandemic hurt us primarily from a supply line standpoint. We went from selling six homes a month down to three homes a month, and uh, we're now back at four homes a month, and we're moving to five homes a month. And the only restrictions we're having on this really is supply side. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting, getting the, what, buyers, what do you mean? All by cash that? buyers. Yeah. If we, if we could do six a month, we'd be selling six a month. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Fred, a lot of times I'll come to you at times when I'm scared. I'll put it that way. Uh, I was, I was scared in 2009, 10, 11, I didn't know if there would be United States of America. I was I was hoarding food at that time and taking money out of the bank, you know, putting it in the safe. Uh, and and you kind of talked to me through that and uh, and calmed me down that you know everything was going to be okay and we'd get through it and that you know we'd been in bad times before. You know, same thing with COVID. It, it was a time of panic, and you kind of walked me through that. Now, there's a lot of people who are concerned with these high interest rates and with the Fed trying to slow down things that it, that they'll succeed and that we would be moving into a recession. What are your thoughts on on what's ahead, and what if there is a big recession and and people can't afford to buy homes in in Oregon? Um, first, I would say that I too was concerned about there being a recession it wouldn't necessarily uh, stifle our buyers. Our buyers typically, or a lot of them anyway, are all cash buyers. In this particular project, of course, a lot of people will be coming in for the Air Force. Um, they're transferring in. They don't stop just because the economy is slow and we'll have buyers there. But um, as you know, in the bad markets, that's the time to buy. And that's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to scoop up everything we can so that we can take advantage of the good market. If you're truly in this business, you have to buy through thick and, thick and thin, but um, now is really a good time for us. I don't see, even the people that I see on the, the guys that I follow on television and in the, in the Wall Street Journal who were concerned about recession are starting to agree that it looks like a soft landing. Interest rates now are they're down, at least to us, down to seven and three eighths today. And, uh, we think they're going to start getting lower the first of the year. So um, it's all in a positive direction. I'm not too concerned about um, this particular product because, like I said, we can sell our home up there 
for at least $100,000 cheaper than the next guy doing a comparable home. Yeah. Okay. All right, Fred. Well, um, it's just always a pleasure to speak to you. And again, for our listeners who don't know who you are, you've been a developer for over 40 years now, mostly in uh, California. Four, over 47. Oh, wow. And looking Sorry. great. Looking great. You started young. Uh, uh, and, you know, you've been through a few a few downturns. And and like I said, I met you in one and that's what you shine at. I mean, there was, was it the, there was one before that where you were also being called by the banks to pick up great deals. Was that well, in we the- had, Yeah, we had some great opportunities in the 80s. If you remember when the SNLs went under and we were able to buy property cheap in the banks. Um, then in the, nine, in the 90s, um, there was that cash for trash going on. All the developers were going under. Um, we, the banks gave us their workouts. In other words, they, they were taking properties back from developers. They would have us either finish them off for the bank or we would buy them out ourselves and develop them. But good times bring great times for, or bad times bring good times for us and sometimes great times. And you have, it's a family business for you. So your son is the builder. And uh, as the builder and really oversees the day to day on all of the projects on the ground. Um, my daughter, Idra, and you've met both of them. Um, she runs the office side of it. And I have a daughter um, who's a CPA that came with us a few years back and now is the um, chief financial officer for the company. So, yes, we've got the basic company is three deep. And then we've got a couple of salespeople out there, too, that are family. Yeah, you've you've um, been my secret weapon over the years. A lot of people have wondered how I've been able to do such big and cool projects. And you are the reason you have the experience and the know-how. And so if people, if anybody wants to see the projects that we've done together, this is not even close to the projects you've done in your lifetime, but just that we've done together through Real Wealth. Again, you can go to realwealth.com, click on the invest tab. You'll see the drop down for funds. That'll take you to Grow Developments, or you can just go there directly, growdevelopments.com. And there'll be a drop down also for current and past projects. On the past projects, you'll you'll be able to see the things that we've done and the returns uh, to get an idea. Uh, some of them were just, like I said, just knocked right out of the park and and with very low risk, which is, I think for both of us at our age, we don't, we don't want a lot of risk. I don't want any risks. And uh, <laughs> the, you know, We've got one project and one project only right this time that is running a little bit slow. And uh, it might be because I missed the market on product, but we're advertising a little bit differently and it's starting to come on a lot faster. But um, right now, for us right now, the market's been good. Yeah. And that one's in Carson City, Nevada, which it's a beautiful project. It's right it's near It's a beautiful project. Nobody, yeah. that's right. Everybody that's seen it loves the project. Um, it might be just a little bit too sophisticated for Carson mm-hmm. City. However, like I said, we're starting to get more Californians over the hill now. We're advertising to Californians and uh, um, it's starting to pick up. So I think we'll be in good shape. And the price point is right. For Californians looking to get away from those high taxes, this is driving distance to the Bay Area, very close to the ski resorts and um, very good price points. What's what's the price well, point for those homes? These start at around 500000 and go to yeah. about 700000 Um A comparable product, not even really as good, um, in South Shore or North Shore, 
you're talking about two and a half to three and a half million dollars. Yeah. So if you want to, um, you know, see those those properties, it's a great place to be close to California, but not pay California taxes. Uh, what what is the website for those homes? Um, Little Lane. Little, it's called Little Carson Lane. Carson City, Little Lane, yeah, or Little yeah. Lane, Carson City. Little Lane, Carson City, yeah, they're they're really cute. That'll give you an idea of the of the style. And then in in Bozeman, Montana, we have another really successful project that you can look up there. That is, boy, what's the website for that? <laughs> I should know. I, I I just go to Prescott Ranch. Yeah. Dot com. Uh, Prescott Bozeman, Ranch. Yeah, yeah. Montana. Yeah. Yeah, that's great too. If you want to, yeah, I can deep. tell you have too many projects going on. <laughs> you can't remember the website. All right, Fred. Well, always great to see you. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, hopefully, hopefully talk to you soon. Thank you for having me, and thank you for joining me here on the Real Well Show again. If you want to see more about our past projects, just go to growdevelopments.com. You'll see the drop down. I think under invest. Uh, on past projects and then current projects will be the one we've got posted there with him. Another one is the Oklahoma fund that we're doing and the Texas rental fund. These are all really different. So there's kind of something for everybody. Bummer is that it's for accredited investors only. It's an SEC law. Wish they'd make it easier. But when you go to Grow Developments, you'll see our Texas fund. That's our renovation fund. We're buying older homes, renovating, getting really big equity um, in those and renting them out for five to seven years or so. We're definitely on track or outperforming our pro forma on that one. Very exciting. The Oklahoma fund is a build to rent with fourplexes. We're working with a builder to, to bring on brand new supply in an area in you know, North Texas, basically right across the border in Oklahoma, where there's so much growth. Uh, but not enough housing. So we've been able to negotiate a really good deal with a builder there for build to rent. And uh, my partner on that one is a property manager as well. So she already owns properties in the area and understands the demand. And then of course, this deal with Fred Bates in, it's called Ridgewater. You'll find all those details at growdevelopments.com along with uh, some future projects we have coming out. Again, I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.